Hi, this is Ellie Fisherman, and welcome to the July 2013 CTSS quiz. Ten terrific cases. I hope you like them. Let's go through some discussion, and let's get to some answers. In this case, I asked you what the best diagnosis is. If you look, there's a large mass in the head of the pancreas. It's vascular, but it's in the periphery. It's vascular. And you can see some stretching of vessels. The uh, GDA is stretched. It's prominent. There's some feeding vessels off that and the hepatic artery, but there's no evidence of vessel encasement. This is not the appearance of an adenocarcinoma. That's hypovascular. IPMNs are cystic lesions. Lymphoma is diffusely infiltrating. If I gave you the choice of a neuroendocrine tumor, you might consider that. But this is a classic example of one of the appearances of a serous cyst adenoma. Peripheral vascularity, cystic and solid components. And I think the cystic and septations would often be better seen on the venous face imaging. This is a nice case. The first thing you notice on the image on your left is an enhancing lesion which appears to be in the bladder. So the first thing I would say is a bladder cancer. Theoretically, there could be an implant da down there, but I'm going with bladder cancer. Then you look at the coronal views, and you can see that enhancing lesion is actually tracking up the patient's left ureter. This is a great case of transitional cell carcinoma of the bladder and of the ureter. That's why it's the best answer. Very nice example. Remember, bladder cancers, TCCs are often vascular, and this is just a very nice example. It, it allows us often to pick up very, very small lesions. This is a wonderful case. This patient in abdominal pain, and you look at the CT scan. At first glance, the pancreatic head is enlarged and there's inflammation, so you make the easy diagnosis of acute pancreatitis. But then you notice a very bright structure at about uh, 10 o'clock. You look at the CTA, and then you look at the GDA, and there's a blush off the GDA. There's a pseudoaneurysm off the GDA. This is a beautiful example. CT angiography allows us to make the diagnosis. No, this was not suspected clinically, but in the evaluation of complications of pancreatitis, or in the evaluations of ischemic bowel, or in the evaluation of mesenteric vessels, we always do dual phase imaging. In this case, you can see a minimal blush when I looked at the venous phase imaging, but everything is arterial and this patient was subsequently embolized and has done fine. In this case, when you look very carefully, the key finding is in the left subclavian as well as the right anominant. You can see like a low-density rim around it. Now, at first, you might say, well, could this be atherosclerotic disease, but this patient is younger, but it's also the appearance of this rim. It's not the calcified plaque, it's more of a vasculitis. Marfans can give you dilated aortic root, which is not the case here. Lois deets, ectatic vessels, as well as dilated aortic root. Giant cell arteritis can give you a uh, vasculitis, and that would be a possibility. I like Takayashu's because the left subclavian is the most classic vessel to be involved in Takayashu's aortitis. This is a nice case, nothing spectacular, but something we see often on CT as an incidental finding. Look at the left ventricle. There's a low-density lesion with rim calcification. What could this be? I guess you can think about a thrombus in the ventricle, and that's a poss that is, you know, in some sense, what it is. Um, it's not cardiomyopathy. It has calcification, so an acute myocardial infarction it's not. This is classic for left ventricular infarction. Often has rim-like calcification. Just a very, very nice example. What about this case? What you'll note here is a mass in the root of the mesentery that's densely calcified. What can calcify? Well, look A, B, and C. A carcinoid tumor 
often with desmoplastic reaction, sclerosing mesenteritis, soft tissue mass with calcification, or a large component is calcified, or occasionally if you had lymphoma and you had a treatment by chemotherapy or radiation therapy, you can see sclerosis and calcification of the nodes. That's why I put C and D. One was treated lymphoma, one was newly diagnosed lymphoma. You essentially never see calcifications, surely not dystrophic calcifications like this in a patient with lymphoma. So the least likely diagnosis is indeed going to be lymphoma. When you have a case, and I mentioned HIV, you better be thinking lymphoma or carposis or something like that. That's without looking at the images. But now I'm showing you what looks like a mass involving the right side of the heart, the right atrium, and ventricle, and then you see a small bowel tumor. If I saw that small bowel tumor with infiltration, I'm saying lymphoma no matter what. If I see the heart alone, I'm thinking about lymphoma as a possibility, but I'm also thinking about an angiosarcoma. But now you're giving me the heart and the small bowel. Melanoma can involve multiple organs. That's a possibility. And small bowel adenocarcinoma can metastasize, but it goes to liver and to nodes, not to the heart. Melanoma can go to the heart, and it can go to small bowel, but this appearance, HIV patient, this is classic for B-cell lymphoma involving multiple organs. This is a great case. You know, we talk about when you do triple rule-outs. This patient had chest pain. We're looking for coronary artery disease or pulmonary embolism or dissection. And what you can see here, in a sense, is coronary artery disease, but not what you were looking for. There's no vessel occlusion or stenosis. The right coronary artery is coming off the left cusp. That's an aberrant origin of the right coronary artery, and it's tracking between the ascending aorta and the left ventricle, and this is a classic malignant configuration. Again, that's one of the presentations of acute chest pain. Very nice diagnosis. In this case, the patient has a pancreatic mass. That's easy, but what could it be? I think you have to think about describing this mass. It's low density relatively and homogeneous. It's infiltrating. There's no duct obstruction. Adenocarcinoma is going to be somewhat necrotic. It's never so homogeneous. You see duct dilatation. Neuroendocrine tumors are vascular. Spend tumors are cystic and solid, usually better defined. Lymphoma can infiltrate the gland. If I showed you other images, the vessels were pristine. They were stretched but not invaded. There was no ductal dilatation. B-cell lymphoma is one of the possibilities, and that indeed is the best diagnosis in this case. This is a throwaway case in some sense. It's an obvious case. There's a mass in the stomach. You can go through a large differential diagnosis, but you'll notice the mass is fatty density, and the differential begins and ends with a lipoma. There's a nice example of gastric lipoma. It can intersuscept, it can ulcerate, or as in this case, was an incidental finding. So with that, I've showed you 10 terrific cases. Hope you got them all right. More importantly, I hope you learned something from the cases, and have a great July, and see you back in August. Though, of course, you can look at the teaching files, lectures, and everything else between now and then. See you later.